Hello and welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm Sophia Meng. And I'm Jonan Shadwin. And today we're dissecting Squid Game, the popular survival K-drama. We will be diving deep and unpacking the intricate themes and layers of the show. So the series Squid Game revolves around a contest where uh, 456 players are in deep financial debt. They put their lives at risk to play a series of children's games for the chance to win 45.6 billion won prize money. So if we kind of just go into Squid Game and talk about the theme, I feel like something that's really obvious is capitalism, right? Yeah. And so everyone knows that capitalism is the idea that the poor stays poor and the rich only get richer. So it's just money equals power. And yeah. it's an ongoing cycle that just never stops, right? Yeah. And I feel like in Squid Game, you know how they said that the whole point of the games was to keep everything fair? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. They were right. focused on that a lot. Yeah. yeah, but then like in that, it just showed human nature because the people still created their own social hierarchy. Yeah, they all had their own little groups formed yeah. eventually throughout. They were never just going to be on their own. They had to form a society. Yeah, yeah. they always teamed up. And then, like, when they were all, like, killing each other, that wasn't even part of the games. But it was, in a sense, because yeah. it's just how humans are. And they always just find ways to be on top and cheat their way out of the system. Yeah, it's just human nature to have sort of like a human government wherever you are. Yeah. You can't all be equal. There's got to be someone above. And capitalism, it's shown a lot throughout, but the poor stays poor. When Gyun, even after he won all that money, he never spent any of it. We see throughout the series that he doesn't spend it at all, and he's still poor a year later once, when he meets the old man at the rich get richer. The old man never stops getting rich. He keeps making money. He eventually gets bored with how rich he is and the, how much power he, he has throughout. Yeah, and I mean, I guess besides capitalism, what else like did you notice throughout? I noticed how it talks about how childhood is easier than adulthood and how the games are their childhood. And when they play the children's game, it represents them as a kid and how it feels as a kid. Well, the real world is them in debt, and for Gion, it's impossible to overcome. There are hints at this when we see Gion play a children's claw game, but as an adult, it fails, and ultimately a kid wins the claw game and the prize for Gion. We see Gion have a choice between going back into the games or staying in the real world, childhood or adulthood, and he picks childhood, which is the games, which may seem gruesome and deadly, but it's still easier than adult than adulthood for him. Yeah, and I kind of noticed, like, I was like, I think one of the biggest aspects of why it was so popular was because of these children's games turned dark, right? Yeah. Like, seeing people die from tug-of-war was really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like another theme that they touched on was luck, you know? And what yeah. I said earlier about how the people who were in charge of the games emphasized the fact that it was always fair. But then it just teaches a theme inside of a theme because all of these games, yes, they're technically fair, but in a sense, they're really not. It's just about luck. Like for the last game, or the second to last game specifically, yeah. it was literally luck. Yeah, it was only luck. There was nothing the more. Tug of War was a little bit of um, making sure. Well, that wasn't exactly luck, Tug of War. Mm -hmm. You had to be strong, and you could even pick who you were with, mm -hmm. too. Exactly. Um, I guess it just has multiple themes for each character and their backstory. But I feel like, like I said earlier, how it's been so popular. It is a Korean-Asian media, but why do you think it has such a vast appeal? Um, I think it has such a vast appeal because adults will be able to relate to Yoon's struggles because there are many adults out there that may not be 
in such financial areas as others, like the old man in Gion's place, and they can relate to his struggles. But while Korean kids and kids like us can relate to the children's games, but that dark twist turned on it. Mm-hmm, yeah, and obviously, um, Korean debt is a very, very bad thing compared to yeah. America, but it's still something that we can all relate to. Yeah. But I feel like it also kind of draws back to America's obsession with Asian media. You know, like K-pop has yeah. become very, very popular recently. Yeah. And anime has always been a big thing, but I feel like even recently more teens have gotten to it instead of, like, shedding it away. Um, And some people kind of just value Asian media more or just foreign media in general, like French movies. They seem, oh, it's so sophisticated compared to, like, American movies, stuff like that. So I feel like just the foreign media overall gives it even more of, like, a edge. Yeah, it's nice to see America evolve into liking other things than just their own and appreciating good media from anywhere. Yeah, and I feel like because it's another reason why it's so popular is because all ages just love it because of the different factors. There's the satisfying visuals, like that place that they went through every time they went through a game, watching them walk through that. Yeah, those stairs and yeah, Yeah, that was was visually appealing. The colors are so pretty and like the way that it's structured, like I've never seen that before. And then like, once again, the children's games being able to, I have a few Korean friends who are talking about how they played these games when they were kids. So watching in a squid game was like kind of like a time twister for them. And and also just like even though they played these games as a kid, obviously they did it innocently, and then all of a sudden they're watching these people play these games, and they're dying because yeah. they can't cut out a cookie, right? Yeah. Another yeah. reason it's so popular is because it's dark enough that people who like horror movies, people who are into that, will like those gruesome moments. But it's not so dark that it'll scare mm-hmm. away the people that don't like those kind of films. Combined with the emotional aspect and the mystery of who's behind it all, there's something for everyone. There's a d- different layer of the series that someone's going to like. The mystery, the, gr- the gruesomeness, the adventure, the action, the romance. So many mysteries and questions at the end that just leaves them wanting more. It didn't rush the characters. With the show like Squid Game, it's very easy to just focus on the games and mm-hmm. not the characters mm-hmm. and not talk about the characters at all. But it in episode two, it really went into their backstory and you learned and you grew a connection with those characters in such a short period of time. Yeah, and it's like because of how our past society has always been kind of obsessed with the dystopian thing, like Hunger Games. Yeah, that was big in 2010. Dystopian games, kind of like survival games. That's always been something that we like, and I remember I really liked it as a kid. Um, But I agree, like, I don't even like horror. I hate horror, and I hate blood. I hate gore, but I really love Squid Game. And it's just like, I mean, like, I close my eyes sometimes when they're, like, stabbing each other. I I didn't like that. But... Um, I agree. I also love the characters. I remember just I was always just rooting for the main character. Yeah. Even though he was introduced as a bad dad, a guy in debt, like all of this stuff. I was still rooting for him because it was showing how even uh, under all of these bad aspects that he is as a person, he's still a good person at heart. Yeah, you see how all of them, like they may be in bad debt, but they all have like the good qualities about them. Even Mm -hmm. somebody like Sang Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. I don't know. People, I guess he can be understood because if you were in a life or death situation, what would you do? Yeah, would we would all thing. be partly saying we <laughs> yeah, all, we all have a part of him. But um, so with this, I guess we could kind of infer future media from Asia and how that's going to become more popular. Yeah. Like for me, um, I've already looked to other shows that have been similar to Squid Game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. have you heard of Alice in Borderland? Yes, I think I have. You have? Have you watched it? No, not yet. Yeah, no. It's like, 
um, it's similar a lot to Squid Game because they're, once again, it's games, but they're Japanese, and it's a lot more complex than Squid Game. But it's just something that you see how they just draw inspiration from each other and how big everything's becoming. Because all of a sudden, after Squid Game came out, you saw Alice in Borderland being advertised more and more and more. So it's yeah. just stuff like that. Squid Game sort of took us back to those days of the dystopian era, and it sets the bar for future media because it set a level of just being that good that not many shows are going to top that. Exactly. Like, yeah. even watching Alice in Borderland, I was like, okay, but how can I relate this back to Squid Game? You know, which is not something yeah. you should do when you're watching yeah. a show, but I was just like, this Squid Game was so good, I want more of it, you know? Yeah. But um, what's something that you think they could have done better in the show? I feel like because so many characters died in it and mm-hmm. we only had, what, one main character pretty much mm-hmm. left, I feel like you could have kept at least one or two. Mm-hmm. I feel like you didn't have to kill every single one and give us something to look for. I mean, we're all looking forward to season two, but I feel like we'd all look forward to it more with some characters returning. And they might. There's been so many theories out there about characters still being alive and so many of those theories out there. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I didn't want anyone to die either. I really liked um, Saviok, and yeah. I liked, I liked, I liked the okay. Actually, I liked the old man before. I, we yeah, found out same. Was. Yeah, he, yeah, he was sweet then. Yeah. But I feel like it, they couldn't progress the story more unless everyone died because obviously there has to be a winner. Yeah. And I did like the character development that Sangwoo showed at the end of the game when he did die. Yeah. That was really interesting to see, but. I don't really know what they could have done better because I didn't come out... Usually I come out of the show thinking, oh, I wish they did this, I wish they did that. I don't really think anything about Squid Game. I think the only thing was the first few episodes, um, or the f- yeah, like one of the episodes, one like portion of it, it was kind of slow for me. And um, yeah. I was binging it, but it was still like a little hard for me to get through that one part. But I feel like that's every show for me. Yeah. But... I don't know, that's just something that to think about. And do you think that Squid Game would work as a movie instead of a TV show? I do not, because I feel like with a TV show, you have a lot more time than a mm-hmm. movie, and I feel like you needed that with Squid Game. Number one, to fit in all six games, and number two, to actually make us feel those characters and actually get a backstory to them. Yeah, like, because the show was already had, like, episodes that were, like, 50 minutes long, almost an hour long, right? It shows that we needed all that context and all that information to be able to get such a detailed and interesting show with all the aspects that we liked. Yeah. So I feel like if we had it as a movie, it would just feel extremely rushed. Yeah, it would, be, it, it would either be that or it would be very, very long. That's true. What, like yeah. an eight-hour movie? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just... It's something that everyone can just relate to and watch because I've never, ever seen a show as big as this that yeah. everyone's watching like everyone's been watching it even like my mom's watched it my aunt's watched it yeah. my little cousins watched it it's just so big now yeah i don't know many people who haven't watched it i feel like you have to there's so much peer pressure online and so much yeah. god everyone's yeah everyone's talking about it yeah exactly like didn't you watch it because i you, watched it because everyone was watching exactly it. Yeah. and you just want something else to talk about yeah, yeah. i had to re- like recognize and like know what they were talking about yeah, but at least it was a good show. It was a good yeah. show. This concludes our review. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Sophia May. I'm your host, Joan Chadwin. And this has been Point of View. <laughs>